We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into episode 134 of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCready. That is Tyler Siski. Welcome into the show here on this day before Thanksgiving. Hope everybody is having a, a wonderful uh, Thanksgiving uh, week so far. Our guy Cole Catalano, our social media director, our, our company accompanying us to uh, Vegas, to Boise. He's the man. He, the man, the myth, the legend himself. Mr. MMA. We're, we're an MMA fighter. He's here right now. Doesn't look bruised and cut up, so he must be winning. Doing pretty well. Doing pretty well, yeah. It's not as easy as it looks, is it? <laughs> Neil could have been an MMA fighter, right? I'd have the heart for it. I don't know that I'd have the skills for it. I can see it right now. Standing in the red corner, straight out of Ruston, Louisiana. Yeah. The man, the myth, the legend, Neil Scoops. I hate that nickname so bad. McCrady. I do every once in a while. I've admitted this to Laura. Like sometimes, like I would listen. I mean, I would never do it. Don't get me wrong, because I don't want to go to prison. <laughs> but I would just sometimes people piss me off so much that I would love to just take one shot. Just one shot. I'd hope that I could stop at one shot. I told you the story. The reason that the reason that day that thing happened in Bure in 2016. <laughs> The reason that I ultimately is like, the reason that I'm like, we can't keep coming out. We got to stop was because I told her, I said, what I realized as I was heading down the stairs was that I wanted to fight as a grown man. I'm like, that, that's not a good thing. It's completely normal. But so I just said, that's when the guy said, you want to step outside? I went, yes, please. I'd love to see. He was anticipating you saying no. Oh, absolutely. That's what he thought. They ain't about that life, man. Everybody wants to be a beast until it's time to do what beasts do. Nobody wants to get with it until it's time to get with that it. That would not have been a fun ride back from Laura bailing me out of jail. That would not have been fun at all. That yeah, would have been rough. That would suck. That would have been rough. Our friends at the OPD would have probably laughed at you. They would not have been happy. But they wouldn't have been happy. No. Would have put a lot of people in a lot of weird spots. It's, this is true. But the good news is it, it led to uh, <laughs> I became a much better cook. <laughs> That's See? true. I did. Hey, <laughs> hey silver I learned lining. How to, I learned how to. I'm, I'm, I was already a decent bartender, but I became a pretty good one at that silver point. Silver lining, Neil. All right, Neil, before we get to the Cooper Chevrolet chat, tell me all about my good friend, Bob Ricardo, and the guys at Rain Total Body Fuel. 
I will. We are brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams, natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, and zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. We got a special guest about to join us here in a minute, and I felt there was no other better person on the planet than to experience a red dragon with. Because the red dragon will put me on his level once I take the red dragon. Neil, the Cooper Chevrolet chat is already bumping, and it's going to be really bumping when we get our first guest on here just shortly. But it's Black Friday every day in November at Cooper Chevrolet in Anniston. Cooper has just received a huge truckload of brand-new Chevy, Tahoes, and Silverado pickups in every trim. With over 200 new Chevys, Buicks, and quality pre-owned, many with an extended warranty backed by Car Bravo, Cooper is sure to have the right vehicle at the right price. Check out East Alabama's best selection today at cooperchevrolet.com. Uh, Cole reminded us before we got started that this was the anniversary of my disaster week of picks. We're probably we going to repeat that this week. I have not had a chance to spend much time on this, which is code for not spending any time on this. And so uh, it's, I'm picking on the fly. The last time I did that, I went 0-5 in the college game. I think I went 1-4 in the NFL. Is that correct? I had a 1-11 week, 1-10 week. We're, we're headed there again today. Let's do it. I'm, I'm, I'm deja here for it. vu. I'm here for it. Deja vu. I'm here for it. Neil, you know, about to join us is one of my favorite people on the planet. He's going to hit it here in just a second. Shohei Otani? No, it's not Shohei. Oh, okay. A guy that I've, I've been able to spend a lot of time with at two different locations, at two different stops. Oh, that's right. He was with you last first place. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was with me at Arkansas State. Yep. Was with him at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. One of my one of my guys. So I'm excited. To the uh, thought I'd give all the Ole Miss fans here a little little pre Thanksgiving fun time. What do you think? I've long said that Bo Wallace and Pierce Burton were two of the biggest, most important recruits that you guys landed there at the beginning. Because without both of those cats, that deal doesn't happen. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one. You agree with that assessment? You had five offensive linemen, and one of those was a JUCO transfer who stepped in right away and just played. Have, had y'all lost an offensive lineman? You weren't, were you there in 2012? Yes. Yeah, had you lost an offensive lineman in 2012? It was off the rails. Play, basically played five linemen the whole year. Yeah, it says he's connecting on his side. Is it coming through down at the bottom? Something changed. Uh, I hadn't yet. Let me, uh, let me do something. Got our producer skills. Coming in here. Yeah, but so we'll, we're going to have Bo on. <clears throat> and uh, Bo is the only player that I ever recruited to two different schools. How about that? So we're going we're gonna to bring him back. We're gonna, he's going to tell some good stories. We've got some good stories of Bo today. Um, so Neil went 1 in 11, 1 in 10. Yeah, we need to bring that back. Let me tell him to try, he can try again. He can try again. I have no idea. I've reset everything and all that. We've had we've had technical stuff all week. Technical difficulties. Is it Max South? No, no. It's 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 with Ecam. Mm. Is, he, is he not able to get through? He just says it. He's about. Yeah, I just told him to try again. Okay. He said that's what. It, there, there he is. is. Ha. I knew you had those. I knew you knew how the, you had those skills. 
ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I am bringing in arguably one of my favorite players that I've ever coached in my life because he was he made me I couldn't get mad at him because he made me laugh too hard, and he made a lot, he made a lot of points when when he got in trouble, so it was kind of funny. The toughest, the most physically and mentally tough player I have ever coached in 20 years, Benjamin Bo Wallace. Bo, how we doing, my friend? <laughs> I don't know who they dislike more, you or me. The, the media dislikes me more. The fans dislike you more. Why would you – You, I didn't know that you like triggering people. When did you become such the social media troll? <laughs> I've gotten good at that in the last couple of years too. You're right. The people that come at you in general, I don't mean you specifically, but it certainly applies to you. They never anticipate that you'll fight back, that you'll respond, that you'll that you'll reply and go, no, you're wrong. And, and they, they, it's like they feel like there's a license to attack you that includes a protection inherent to, to that. I've told my wife that my wife's a really, really nice person. Tyler would attest to that. She is and can cook. She's a very good cook. She's she's an incredibly nice person, very kind. I've told her, I said, you can't relate to what I'm about to say, which is a good thing. But when you when the list of people that you truly care what they think about you is super short, there's a freedom that is attached to that. There, <laughs> there is a freedom that comes with that. Now, you're never gonna get invited to a lot of parties. No. Nope. You're not gonna have a bunch of friends. No. Nope. But you, there's a freedom that comes with that. Now, I told her, I said, it's for her. I'm glad she doesn't have that because everybody likes her. She's super nice and all that stuff. And that's not a criticism at all. I mean, I, I would much rather be like her than like me. But there is a freedom that comes with being like me that not everybody gets to enjoy. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right, we're going to get some. And before we get going, okay. I'll say this about Bo. It's one of the things I loved about Bo. I covered Bo for uh, two seasons, covered his uh, the end of his JUCO stuff when all the recruiting stuff happened. There, as a media person, the one thing that you always just wish for with the people that you cover is just mute respect, mm -hmm. right? And Bo, win or lose, Bo had some big wins, had some tough losses, always showed up every time. And even after those at 20. 13 when the Alabama thing happened? Yeah. I heard. I heard it was a bad. <laughs> when, when all Bo said that week was, yeah, we're going to play to win. Like, what the hell else was he going to say, right? What the, you know, he said, we're going to play to win. We're going to, I mean, Alabama was Alabama and Ole Miss was not quite there yet. And, and uh, I'm sure Bo knew that. 
I'm sure he knew, hey, we have to play out of our minds to have a shot over there, but I'm not going to say that out loud. I'm, I'm going to say, hey, we're, we're going to try to win the game. And it got turned into basically Bo Wallace guaranteed a win, which is not what Bo said. That's what he said because we put that on the lock. We put that in the bulletin yeah. board in the locker room well, in Tuscaloosa. It's been Bo Wallace guarantees Ole Miss to beat Alabama, is what we had in the locker room. <laughs> Hey, it just is what it is. <laughs> what? Wonder how they knew everything. It was unbelievable. Um, but but he was mad. Bo was angry, and he came back in that next week. And there was a temptation on his part to be like, I could tell, like I'm just not going to deal with any of you people. But he did the right thing, which was he's a stud. I'm not going to I'm not going to punish the people that didn't do anything to me, just to make myself feel better punishing someone who's not here. Because he knew who he was mad at. And a lot of guys can't ever differentiate different media. You know, we're not all the same. Not all of us cover it the same way. And and Bo was first class in that regard from day one all the way to the end. And I always – I told him this before, so this isn't something he's heard before. But, I mean, not it's not the first time he's heard this. But I always res- had tons of respect for that. Because not, ev- not everybody's that way. Not everybody – everybody's pretty good when they're winning. No, oh, yeah. But sometimes after bad losses or where you don't have the performance that you wanted to have or maybe you threw a pick that you didn't obviously mean to throw, you know, had a fumble that you didn't mean to fumble, that was tough, I'm sure. The last thing he wanted to do was talk to people, but he every single time without fail showed up. Yeah, I mean, he's a – my man's a stud. Yeah, it's the like it's the warning sign this week, right? About Caleb Williams. I mean, he's all the talent in the world, but it's a bit of a warning sign. It's it's not going to stop a team from drafting him number one. But I'm surprised they let that. I'm surprised they let that happen. I am too. But you can bet that in an NFL room, someone somewhere is going. Okay, when you take this guy one one, he's the face of the franchise. What happens when? Because in the NFL, you will lose games. What happens when things don't go well? What happens when? What happens when he throws four picks in a loss? That's going to happen to rookie quarterbacks. What what happens? C.J. Stroud just threw three last week. He did his media. Yeah, it's part of it. You're the face of the franchise, it, and and that doesn't that doesn't mean I'm the face of the franchise when things are going well. It means I'm the face of the franchise. Yeah. All right, Bo. I'm going to take you back. You ready to go back in time a little bit? So so Bo Bo was the only player in my entire career that we recruited to two different places, two different schools. And so Bo was a young buck from Jackson, the pride of Jackson, Tennessee. And uh, we got him there at Arkansas State. And lo and behold, his position coach and quarterbacks coach is a guy named Hugh Freeze. So my question is, is, uh, I know from my personal – I'll let you tell the stories – uh, I know from my personal experience, when you, when you were an 18-year-old uh, fresh baby buck, 17, that's right, you were 17, baby buck. Um, I know plenty of interesting stories, but since you were on here, I'll let you tell your version of the interesting stories. But um, what was your favorite interaction with Freeze when he was your position coach at Arkansas State?
so uh, Buzz Gordon opening for Hugh Freeze is on the top step of the Bucks. And, you know, he was so mad at me. And he was so mad at me, he wouldn't give me breakfast. <laughs> Freeze is so pissed off. He has missed the bus to go to the airport. He's and I don't remember why. You didn't travel every game as a freshman, did you? Okay, I don't remember. What, Bo wasn't gonna play, right? But he was like an emergency guy. We weren't gonna play him. I remember Freeze being so pissed off, and we had everybody called and all that stuff. And I mean, Freeze Freeze got after Bo. Bo and Freeze had this little kind of relationship when um, at Arkansas State, and Bo Bo probably deserved some of it. Okay, Bo probably deserved some of it, but I like Bo a lot. Okay, and so I would try to play intermediary between the two. So I was like the voice. Of, I know it shocks you. I was the voice of reason. I remember going back after you sit down. I go back and I you got, had to sort of, if you will, massage things. Yeah, yeah. And and he goes and sits down on the bus, and I, I walk back there, and I was like, I remember this vividly. And he goes, oh, no, you didn't. That's di- Y'all dirty. <laughs> y'all dirty, man. What's wrong with y'all? No, just I used to – it's a word. It's a word that people Golly. use. Golly. Anyway. Uh, try to smooth things over. Jeez, you guys are terrible. All right, so I go back there, and I'm like, hey, man. I, first of all, I was pissed. Like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, Coach, you wouldn't let me have my breakfast. And I was like, hey, is, he was, Coach, you wouldn't let me have my breakfast. I was like, hey. He goes, tricks on him, though. I'm hungover. I'm not even hungry anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, the, that was the bow. That was the bow, freshman bow. So how hard was it? Go ahead. So how hard was it for you? You went you went JUCO for a year. How hard was it for you? Hugh Freeze gets the Ole Miss job. They're in desperate need of a quarterback. Um, made sense to come after you, but your stock blew up. I mean, you had Mississippi State had offered you. Texas brought you in for a visit, offered you. You had other schools <laughs> offering you. How hard was it to go, all right? And I know you had visited Ole Miss a lot as a high schooler, so you were familiar with the the place and all that stuff, but here's this guy, his first Power 5 head coaching job. You knew him. It hadn't gone super great together. This is your one shot, right? Because if you go to Ole Miss and it ends up being a bad decision, well, now you got to do a, a this before the portal. Now you got to go sit a year and you're running out of time and all that stuff. How hard was it to pull that trigger? Because if I remember correctly, talking to you, your parents thought Ole Miss might not be the best idea.
Um, do you remember me calling you when you when you were coming out having to play? I had to play intermediary one more time. You remember me calling you when when before Freeze called you to come to Ole Miss? <laughs> I was like, hey. You had Texas and you had somebody else. It was Texas, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember I remember calling. He's like, hey, look, you're going to know everything. It was very refreshing, though, when we got to Ole Miss from a coaching perspective. You can have a different – when you're coming into a new situation and you had Bo in there. Bo already had a relationship with, with me, had a relationship with Freeze. Uh, with Coach Harris, with Coach Hurd, and so he knew he knew a bunch of people already. And when you can have a convert, because you could have like I think we had Barry Brunetti, we had somebody who else? Uh, Stout was there. We had these other quarterbacks, and we're trying to teach them the basics of the offense, and they're looking at us like crazy. Well, Bo's already been through it, and so I could have more advanced conversations with Bo about scheme and what we need to do. And him understand what we're talking about. It was, it was actually refreshing from a from a coaching standpoint too. All right, um, I've I've told you this before. Um, I think you are the most physically tough, for sure, quarterback, but physically tough player I've ever coached. Um, and it's much appreciated from the coaching standpoint. I know the real thing. I know what you've really gone through. I don't think fans have understand understand it. Um, you refuse to slide. That was you're just being hard headed. Um, and you refused to use your left shoulder when you were trying to run people over. You always like to use your throwing shoulder. And uh, we had a little game down in the Superdome. We ran quarterback power, and you decided to try to, you know, third game of the year against freaking Tulane, we're getting ready to play SEC play, and you decided to be a great idea to blow it up in there with your right shoulder, and you had an extremely bad shoulder injury. Um, won't you tell the fans things they don't know? Tell them about your practice experience from that the week three on that year. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was – I remember you having to take a shot to practice, and that's when I was like, holy – I mean, it was, it, was, it was out there a little bit. 
different times. You couldn't do. I don't think you could get away with that these days. But he, uh, Bo Wallace is the living, breathing example that a tape of tor- uh, a, little, a roll of tape and some Toradol will cure AIDS. Did Did you ever Did you ever get back to one hundred percent? Any point in your career? In what way? Yeah, the um, that's that was one of the seeing you go through just practice, man, after the two-lane game to what you went through that whole year and then obviously the surgery at the head and all that stuff. I just <clears> – <throat> I have a special place in my heart for you for all that because that's, that's the ultimate competitor. That's – you know, you're, me and you had some good talks, but you're the ultimate competitor, man. That's that's probably um, – and you and I have talked about this before, and, and playing quarterback is so much more than just being able to throw a football. It's you got to have the right shit in your neck. You got to have, you got to have, you got to be tough. You got to be physical, but exactly what you just talked about. And that's the perfect example. You know, your best assets gone. And instead of going, instead of pouting about it or sitting out or going, you know, not dressing or whatever it is, which you could have done and nobody would have said a word to you. You found a way to win. And that's what the ultimate competitors do. And that's, those are the type of guys that you have to have, um, to to win in college football, I'm, I'm in any kind of football. I'm a believer in that. All right, last thing I'm gonna get to you. Then we got we got some couple uh, questions in the, in the Cooper Chevrolet chat. Um, what's your favorite memory as a player? Any kind of any play, anything like that as a player that sticks out in your mind as like a, a favorite moment. That's my when I was at Ole Miss. That's my that's my favorite Ole Miss moment. Yeah, that's the twelve. The twelve for me, Egg Bowl was was special because that was <clears throat> we come close. You know what I think of the play I think of with you all the time, for whatever reason, is we ran. I don't even think it was on read zone. I think it was on uh, outside zone against LSU, and and you pulled it and you scored, and I was like, I'd already 
call like I said, all right, first and ten. I thought you were going to get tackled. I was like, oh shit, oh oh shit. I was like, he he he's he may score. I just laughed that you you outran the entire LSU defense. I don't know what. That's the fastest you've ever moved in your life. Yeah, I was that one. That one, I think, wasn't that like a game plan deal we did off outside zone or something? That wasn't off read zone, was it? I thought we were doing some kind of outside zone pull off that. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's right. We had we had two two to the pull side, right? Okay. All right. I thought it was outside zone for whatever reason. I was trying to figure out why this, why the the overhang wasn't there, but it makes sense. We had two to the other side, and well, that's football stuff that Neil has no idea what I'm talking about. Nope. Okay. I could throw some writing stuff at you guys. <laughs> Any kind of English. We could talk about we could talk about story things. story building or something. Um. So I know you're in coaching now. What's uh What's the What's going on with your with your with your world now? Obviously, Egg Bowl Thursday night. How different is the Egg Bowl in Starkville as opposed to in Oxford? Gives you a headache. All right, I'm going to go uh, – we'll, we'll wrap it up here. I, I wanted to go to the Cooper Chevrolet chat. Some of the fans got a que- some questions for you. Uh, Tim N., a good question here. He says, did you have any communication with Chad Kelly before Kelly took over, and do y'all still communicate?
Yeah, he didn't. He didn't have the offense. He had a little bit better offensive line to play behind than you did in tw- in twelve. Yeah, you 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 had some, your your protection went up just a little bit. Probably would have kept you a little healthier if we took care of that quicker. All right. Uh, I can only imagine how many expletives came back your way after uh, after that statement. I, having having known Barney as much as I do, I can I can pretty he's he, stud. Fantastic guy. He's one of my favorites. All right, brother. I appreciate the hell out of you. I know you gotta go, you gotta go do some quarterback coaching, huh? All right. Well, make sure just tell them to make sure to keep the arm angles right. Good feet in the pocket. Huh? <laughs> just slide. Yeah, don't don't use your right shoulder, please. <laughs> All right, brother. Appreciate you, man. See you. It's my guy. I'll get inside. One of my favorite players ever. Ever. He is uh, – what you see with him is what you get. He is as about as good as gold as far as um, I had as about a good of a relationship with him as I ever did with any player. And spent, spent a lot of time together at two different stops. So, um, I'm happy for him in his coaching career. I know he's doing good. All right, Neil. You want to tell us about Twisted T before we get uh, yeah, rolling yeah. with our boys? I do need to tell you about Twisted T. I appreciate you reminding me. I'm good at this. I'm getting good at this. Are you you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted T, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted T is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea. It packs a flavorful punch, 5% alcohol, no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual twisted tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, twisted tea is there to elevate your game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football, your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences with twisted tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. All right, Neil, do you know what time it is? Yep. It's time to make it rain. Time to pick on the fly a with little bit scoops, here. scoops. Scoops and Cisco. Make it rain with Scoops and Cisco. All right, Neil, uh, Before while you're doing that, can I get you to the uh, – I'm sneaking this one on you. Is there a way you can throw that betonline.ag yep. in there for me? Yep. Remind everybody, Neil is going to put the betonline.ag link in the chat. Okay, so if you're watching this on YouTube, you can hit the link or you can use your camera and that pretty little QR code to the left as you're looking at us right there behind Neil's head. That will you can use your camera. Take that. We'll take you to our uh, our deal on betonline.ag and you'll get 50 percent sign on bonus, 50 percent sign on bonus up to one thousand dollars. And we got a lot of people that have been doing that and signing up. So thank you, guys. It helps the show out if you hit that link and go. And with that being said. We go in with two weeks left in the competition. Neil McCready, Neil Scoops McCready is 61, 62, and four. However, even though he's down one unit on down one loss, he has a plus 6.17 unit uh, advantage there because he is killing his money lines. Your boy is 62, 64, and one. 
two under 500. I'm minus 0.75 units. I've hit a couple money lines. So, Neil, going with two weeks left, you have a 6.92 advantage. And I got I to gotta catch you here because, you know, this is the week I got you last year, and my man Bob Ricardo told me that he doesn't want to go to the haunted house with me. So I got I to gotta figure out a way to come back and win this thing. I love your chances. All right, do you want me to start them off or you want to start You're them gonna off? You're going to have to. All right, here we go, Neil. Pick number one. Tomorrow night in Starkville, Mississippi, the Egg Bowl, the 2023 Egg Bowl will be taking place. It's one of my favorite picks of the week. The Ole Miss Rebels are favored by 10. Is it down to 10 now? Am I seeing that correctly? Uh, let me look. I know ten, it's got ten. Down, yeah. It's 10. It's down to 10. Started at 14, down to 10. It's 10. The over-under is 54 and a half. The Ole Miss money line is minus 380. The Mississippi State money line is plus 300. Well, Neil, I'm not taking the spread. I'm taking the under. I'm taking it at this number because I've already placed the wager. <laughs> Mine's a little better. I'm taking the under at 55 and a half. I've already bet it financially, so I'm going to keep the number I bet it on, bet it on yesterday. 55 and a half the under. I, I don't think it's going to – I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Um, Ole Miss, they have to do better up front. That, that's, that's probably the most – if you're worried about, if you're an Ole Miss fan, you're, what am I worried about up front? You cannot have negative plays. I don't care. I get you're sleepwalking. You can sleepwalk without giving up negative plays. Uh, they have to. They have to fix up front. Um, and then on the other side, I think Mississippi State slows it down. I, I think they try to uh, limit the Ole Miss possessions. Um, and I just think it's going to be cold. I like a low scoring game here. Um, or even if it's not a low scoring game, or somebody blows somebody out. I think it's under 55 and a half. I think that's easy money. Okay. Uh, that's on my list of games that I might uh, have not thrown together in the last five minutes list of games that I might pick, uh, but I'm not going to go with that first. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with uh, Michigan and Ohio State. Big game, probably the biggest, na- no, probably to it, the biggest national game of the week. A lot of talk about who wins, who loses. This game last year, I'm going to tempt the fates. Last year, I went with Ohio State in this game and lost. This year, I'm not going with either team. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go with a low score. I'm going Michigan, Ohio State, under 46. Neil, um, I am 100,000% in agreement with you. I'm not going to bet the game because I'm trying to win this competition. That is my probably my first or second favorite pick on my sheet. So, um, I'm gonna agree. he's going to win that one. That's free money. Uh, Michigan State, Ohio State, under will hit. I think uh, I'm with – you know, they're going – everybody's going to try to run the ball. They're going to shorten this game, Neil. Yeah. And it's going to be – it's like 30 degrees too, uh, forecast. Under 46, y'all take, y'all take that pick for Neil. He'll he'll win that one. <sighs> Let me ask you a question. Is the Joker making a visit this week? No. Okay. I mean, he can. And if you're – I mean, if you're – are you going to go with it? We'll We'll see. I'm not bringing the Joker out this week. Okay. All right, Neil. Uh, the Florida Gators are hosting the Florida State Seminoles. Yeah. Backup quarterback bowl. Backup quarterback bowl. Big, big, big national game. Big national game. A lot of, lot of things going on. Knowles lose this one. Things get a little, things get a little weird. Things are already weird. Things are already weird. I mean. They dropped out. They've already dropped it. They've already set it up. 
they the college football playoff has said if if your quarterback they do not they take your current team into into effect. I understand. They demonstrated that by taking them out of the top four when they My won. My point is, is if they beat Florida State and then win the ACC title game, they're going to put them in the playoff. They are. I do not think so. Well, then I will protest on their part on their behalf. <laughs> Someone who already hates the stupid playoff that thinks the four-team thing is stupid. So you're going to punish a team. You're going to, and for the record, I won't be shocked if they lose both of these games we just talked about. But if they yeah. win them, if they win them, they would have won all 13 games on their schedule, including LSU. They, did what they, could, had to, they did the only thing they could do. They did everything that they were assigned to do. If, if we're going to go, okay, yeah, but you have an injury. All right, that's so, going to be their out if they. Go, well, that's, if, that's, if there's a problem. Pardon my language, everybody. That would be total bullshit. Are, are you going to punish a team because they lost a defensive tackle? Are you going to punish a team because they lost a linebacker? Oh, no, they lost their quarterback. So the, Because you lost your quarterback, and you still won the next two games without him. On the road at Florida and at a neutral site against Louisville, you still can't go. Because, no, that's total bullshit. You cannot do that. That is that is fundamentally wrong. If that's the case, then announce before the season, and, and I'm cool with this too, announce before the year, hey, look, at the end of this, we're going to take the four teams that we really want to take and they can get us the best TV ratings and get us the most money. Call it. That's cool. Great. Transparent. Then stop doing this stupid, and it is so stupid. Tuesday night show starting at the end of October. Hey, everybody, let's take the next hour to do the big breakdown of the rankings. Isn't this exciting? No, it's total bullshit. Stop. If Louisville, if Florida State goes undefeated and finishes the season 13-0 and and they don't get an opportunity to play in the college football playoff, it is a complete and total farce, and I will refuse to watch one down of it. That is a total disaster. That's total bullshit. Let them go play on the field, and if Georgia beats them 72 to nothing, well, then you can go, well, it turns out that you know the quarterback was pretty important. But the quarterback's going to be important when, when they play in Gainesville on Saturday, and the quarterback's going to be important when they play in, is it Charlotte, when they play Louisville yeah. for the ACC title, right? So someone's got to actually get under center or behind shotgun or whatever and direct two wins. If they do it, you can't go, well, that dude's not as good as that dude, so no, you're out. Crap. You know, you want to make the scenario even more worse? Is it more worse or worse? Just worse. Where's my journalistic guy? Is it, is it more worse or worse? You don't say it's, more worse, right? It's worser. Worser is a word? No, is that right? I don't know. Anyway, if Alabama. Here's what you do is if you don't know, you either look it up or change or words. don't use it. <laughs> I usually just change words. The worst thing that, or not, this is. I'm so confused. I thought you were wanting complete chaos on the last year. Well, I do want chaos, but I don't want a team to. You don't, su- you don't I, want somebody to suffer because I don't. Of- I mean, we're going to punish Florida State because they lost their quarterback. If Al- if the, they still win, the worst thing that can happen for the college football playoff committee is for Alabama to win out and for Texas to win out. Yeah, well, it's not. It's not complicated. You may have six teams that are griping. It's not complicated if that happens. One lost Texas went to Tuscaloosa and beat one lost Alabama. They belong yeah, in the thing. Saying, but you're going like you're talking about now. You got you still because Ohio State, Michigan, going to work itself sure. out, okay? And then Oregon, Washington is going to work itself out. What if what if Oregon beats Washington? You don't say. You, you, I mean, they're they're going for they're going for chaos. Sure. All right, <clears throat> but that's good chaos. I don't want victim chaos. I don't want to look up and go. That's total crap. That Florida State's not in it. 
Oh yeah. I mean, because at that point, like, well, Washington and Oregon played each other twice. They split. How do you, how do you, how do you divide this? I just think that's what they're doing. Because why would they drop them last week? That's stupid. Anyway. All right, Neil, are you going with this game? Yes. One one million percent. Okay. All right, I've already I didn't finish it. All right, Florida at Florida State. That's where I was when we got on this whole yeah. thing. The Gators are getting seven points. And it's and it's right where it needs to be. Give me the Florida Gators plus seven at home against the Florida State Seminoles. Love this pick. My fighting Billy Napiers. Because I'm just making sure it's uh it's six and a half. Florida's Florida's getting six and a half is what I have. Just make sure we're on the same page. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I need every half point I can get. Right <laughs> I can, now. You're like, it doesn't matter, man. I'm also kinda I'm also kinda buying some time. Uh all right. Uh six and a half. Okay. I see I see you over there, Scoops. Just make sure if I'm low on one, you tell me too. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. Uh, know, it never, when he says, no, it's six and a half, he never goes, hey, it's seven and a half. He, he would have never said anything if it was seven and a half. He's trying to send me to the spooky house. The Iron Bowls this weekend. I see how you do. I, didn't, I don't do you like that. The Iron Bowls this weekend at Jordan-Hare. Auburn coming off of a, uh embarrassing three-touchdown defeat at the hands of the Aggies of New Mexico State, going up against an Alabama team that is red hot getting ready to go get Georgia in what is essentially a national playoff game. Oh, Regal, fly down the field. You're supposed to take the Auburn money line, aren't you? I am not. <laughs> they are going to get smoked. Alabama, give me the Tide minus 14 and a half. You sure it's not 17 and a half right now? It's 14 and a half, <laughs> staring right at it, over <laughs> under 48 and a half. The Alabama money line is minus 700. Got to bet a hundred to win seven hundred. Worth it? No. I mean, you got to bet seven hundred to win one hundred. <laughs> yeah. Go do it. Add a hundred bucks to your money because this is a surefire thing. Money line, but Alabama's going to cover this line. This is this is going to be Hugh Freeze's um, raw introduction to the Iron Bowl. Alabama minus fourteen and a half. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be. I don't think if you're grind, I apologize. I saw grind in the chat in the Cooper Chevrolet chat earlier. Neil, I don't like the I don't like the Tigers' chances this weekend. No. I, I, by the way, I can't pick it. It's one of my favorite picks. Neil, I'm with you, Neil. I would have taken the same thing. I think I think the I think Alabama's going to make a point. Auburn just uh, I'm 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 beyond uh, words right now, and I think I'm, I'm I think I feel the same way as their head coach does. I think he's beyond words too. All right, Neil, my third game. Golly, you're taking two of my favorite freaking picks, man. I'm sorry. Are you taking this one? Uh, no. Okay. I don't, I don't think. No, I won't. All right. <clears throat> Neil, Knoxville, Tennessee. Yep. The fighting Josh Heupels. Yep. They're hosting the Vanderbilt Commodores, the 2-9 and nine Vanderbilt Commodores. More importantly, the 1-10 against the spread. Vanderbilt Commodores. Ironically, the only game Vanderbilt's covered against the spread this year was against Georgia. But Neil, you got a two and nine team that didn't play a game this last weekend. Correct. And they had to like, hey, you got to come back for Thanksgiving week. Oh, they're gonna be ready to shut it down. Josh Hype was a little pissed. He got embarrassed last week because Eli Drinkwitz, he stands on his business. He didn't hear it. Now he's pissed. He feels like he's getting shown up. 
And any time that you want to make a point against Vanderbilt, you just throw that bitch deep because they can't run. Give me the Tennessee Vols, minus 27. Big number, big number. They win 60s to 10s. They win by 40 or 50 points. Give me Tennessee all over Vanderbilt at home. Okay. Golly. All right. I don't know why this line's as low as it is, so I'll take the bait. Um, I don't have any explanation for it. I just think the line's low. Maybe I'm missing something with an injury or something. Give me the Memphis Tigers minus 11 and a half at Temple. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're literally picking every game on my sheet. I don't have your sheet. I know. It's unbelievable. I, I'm like running. I'm, I'm losing. I'm, I can't pick the same games. Look at that. Look, look what number two is right there. Unbelievable. You're killing me. Well, the, here's the problem is I like them. So I haven't been doing good in college, so it's probably bad on you. <laughs> oh, could be. Well, I agree. Hey, literally, look, second one on my sheet. I agree 100%. I, I'm, I'm betting it personally. These are all bets I've already bet personally. I got Memphis minus 11 at Temple. All right, so, Neil, my fourth pick kind of limits the damage here. My fourth pick, I know you're not picking this one. The last college football game of the week will take place at like midnight, 10 o'clock or something like that on Saturday night. The quick you client fighting Colorado State Rams are traveling to Hawaii. Oh, yeah. They're five and a half point favorites. And Neil, mm -hmm. guess what? It's not enough. Give me my Rams to beat the shit out of the Hawaii fighting rainbows Saturday night. Last college football game. Everybody else will be asleep but me watching this game. Give me Colorado State minus five and a half. I like that. They've been good to me this year. I've picked, uh, I've done Hawaii games and gotten them all. Probably should have done that. I'm literally just glancing through stuff as we speak. Look at Jacksonville State, New Mexico State, just a two-and-a-half-point line. Jacksonville State's favored, right? Two-and-a-half, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not touching that. I don't know enough to do it. Do-do-do. I'm looking. Uh, I think Jacksonville State wins that game outright. 
I mean, they're going to win it, but I think they win. Jackson State probably wins that game by 10, 7 to 10 matchups. So this is your pick number four. Pick four, pick four, pick four. Um, All right, I, I'm going with this one. Because um, I don't get it. I don't know where this pick is coming from. I don't know where this line is coming from. Uh, Coles, Missouri Tigers are headed to Fayetteville Friday. The line. Seven and a half, right? Or is it moved? I'm going to prove to you that I don't cheat you on this. The line is, where was it? It was right in front of me. Uh, the line is Missouri minus eight and a half. Oh, it has moved. The uh, over-under on this is 55 and a half. The money line is Arkansas plus 285, Missouri minus 360. I just think eight and a half is too low. I know that Ole Miss people are all cheering for the Hogs this weekend. I know that girls are cheering for the Hogs every weekend. You're just going straight to hell this my, weekend. My wife is. Why don't you just pick my wife's Mississippi State money big, line? My wife's a pretty big Arkansas fan. Um, a lot of be a lot of hog stuff in this, but I don't see it. Uh, Dominion's out. Rocket Sanders is out. Um, they struggled with FIU for a while. Who's horrible? No offense to Mike. Um, Give me Missouri minus eight and a half at Arkansas. I, I just, I just think Missouri knows what's on the line. Uh, they didn't play great last weekend against Florida. Some people will say that might be them running out of gas. Could be. Could also be that they needed a wake up call. That they, they played some emotional games, and you know that Drinkwitz has told them, fellas, an access bowl is in your hands if you win. They're ninth in the in the CFP. They're not falling out. They're not falling from nine to twelve with a win over Arkansas, a loss to Arkansas, and they can kiss it good. No, they're by. way out, right? So yeah. So uh, give me Missouri minus eight and a half. Okay. Here we go, Neil. Are you taking this one on your last pick? Okay. Neil, my last pick. I don't I don't have a read on that game because I think the coach might be leaving. My last pick. The Clemson Tigers are going on the road to South Carolina. Yep. Big game. Big game. It was a huge win for the Gamecocks last year at Clemson. They huge got a win. chance to beat Clemson again. We get, get, get bowl eligible again to, to finish a second season with some momentum. I have a hard time going six and six is momentum, but momentum. Six and six is better than three and six. For the first time in this it's game, math, math. I, I heard that. Yeah, we learned that, and Alabama taught us that. Neil, for the first time in a long time, Clemson will be motivated in this game because of what happened last year. Usually, this is a game that's like, eh. But not this year. Give me the Clemson Tigers minus seven oh. on the road at South Carolina. I think they. I think they. Um, I think South Carolina is going to have a difficult time scoring in this game. Okay, I can see that. All right, let me put you on the spot here. Okay. Is this, just asked me about a is job. This Dabo Sweeney's last game at Clemson. Not going to the <laughs> ACC title game. Is this his last game at Clemson? It's a yes, no answer. What is your opinion? I'm not going to hold you to it. I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to go, oh, you got that one wrong, Tyler. But what do you think today? If you had to bet today, is this his last game at Clemson? Yes. Okay. I will tell you that I have talked to three or four football people in the last couple of days 
who sort of operate in these circles. And that is a unanimous opinion. Now, that doesn't mean things won't change. I've seen these things change at the last minute. But if you made me bet, and I have no inside information, but I'm listening to people who I think do, I think it's his last game. So I'm always curious, like, if so if I know that and you know that and other people know that, his team kind of knows that too, like how do they respond? Yeah. Part of this is that I would never thought that he would ever leave Clemson, ever, ever, in 100 years. But obviously this year, I mean, it's happened multiple times now, his frustration with not being happy with his success. And Neil, I mean – Hey, we can call it what we want to call it. They, they, <laughs> they're going if they win Saturday, which I think they will, and they go win a bowl game. Hell, they lost another nine win season, and we're and it's the worst year he's had. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. just not. You get to a point at a place that I mean, think about this. It's gonna be a nine. He's probably gonna win nine games this year, and people are gonna be like, "Oh, they suck." Like, think about that. You're to you've built a you've built a place that never even hadn't won one in like fifty years, forty years, whatever it was, to where nine nine wins is everybody's pissed off. So yeah. Anyway. All right, my fifth pick uh, this season: uh, Colorado this year is five and two against the spread as an underdog. Utah, on the other hand, is four one and one against the spread as a favorite this season. Utah four and two. Against the spread. Hello, Joker. Four and two against the spread. Hello, Scopes. Hello, Joker. Four and two against the spread at home this season. Utah has gone under in four of six games as a favorite this season. There are some questions about Shadur Sanders, whether he will play this weekend. No stakes on this game. Offensive line's bad. You may have heard. The line on this, let's make sure I'm going to get a current line. The line that I found. 84 and a half. Eighty-four and a half. The line was uh, twenty-two, I believe. I'm looking for an updated line. Twenty-two. Give me Utah, and I'll lay twenty-two points. I think Utah's going to beat the absolute hell out of Colorado. I think this is going to be Whittingham. I, I don't. I have a feeling that Whittingham will take out some frustrations that have been built up over this season on the Buffaloes. Is it personal this week? Uh, it's not. Except it might be on the other side. Neil, this week, I didn't go to Boulder. Why not? I went to Oxford. Oh. And I got a hold of Scoops McCready, and I brought Scoops McCready over to the dark side. There is no quarterback going to play this week. Do you know why there's no quarterback going to play in Colorado this week? Why is that? Because his arm is hurt because the watch was too heavy that he was wearing. Okay. And so he wouldn't take his watch off, and it jacked his motion up. And so he he can't throw this week. It's it, it's not possible. Can't do it. Can't do it. And it's not going to be personal. And you know what? You know, now, about four months ago, five months ago, Neil, I told you, everybody's like, oh, he's got all this momentum in recruiting. And I told you, when the elves started coming, that all the recruits, that he thought he was a great recruiter, and everybody wanted to be... They wanted to believe. They wanted to believe, Neil. But you find out that when you're four and eight, nobody believes in you. Yeah. It's hard to believe. Ask me how I know, Neil. <laughs> hard to believe at four and eight. Hard to, hard to recruit at four and eight. And when you start losing your recruits, you're like, hey, wait a minute. I thought you believed. You don't believe. 
You need to sign right when you commit. What, what happened? It's called recruiting. And you got to recruit. You got to work. You got to know the rules of the game. You got to know to go for two when to go for two. My guess is if you don't know the rules of football, it's going to be hard to know the rules of recruiting. So Give me. I'm with you. I'm all about Utah. Give me the Utes. Minus so, 22 and a half. Sometimes I look at the screen and I'm like, oh, my God. What has happened to my career? <laughs> hey, let me ask you a question. Uh, Tyler, welcome back into hey, the show. Hey. Um, this, uh, this, this thing that we both believe could happen, is this the reason that uh, the Jamie Chadwell to Mississippi State momentum has faded? No. Which one are you talking about? I'm talking about if, if Dabo leaves, is Jamie Chadwell the heir apparent at Clemson? He, he's – I would look out for something like that. But that's not the reason he wasn't going to Mississippi State, per sources. Yes. And you can take that – hey, I don't, I don't need to have – like uh, some of these guys that are throwing out names. I know more about who's not taking that job than who is. Jamie Chadwell is never going to South Carolina. I mean, going to uh, Mississippi State. Ever. Never. Yeah. That's what I think too. Per sources. This is why they're they're mad strong at strong ones. They're mad at me because I've said this week that I don't think it's a great job today. I don't think they're in a great spot for NIL. They're like, oh, he's claiming to have administration sources. No, let me be clear. I have no administration sources at Mississippi State. I none. No. None. I don't but I don't need them for this. Here's the thing. I've broken the Ole Miss story before, not talking to anyone in Oxford. Yeah. It was a personal goal to do it. Okay. Literally made it an objective that year. I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to break the story and never talk to a soul here. I did it. Yeah. Like would avoid Ole Miss people so that I could see if I could pull it off. It doesn't. I mean, here's the thing. Do I, it's, I, it's just not a great yeah. job right now. And I think so, they're going to get a good coach though. Sure. Well, but, but it's could, not about it's, the it's coach. It's an SEC job. Yeah. They're going to get a good, the names that I'm hearing. Look, the names I'm hearing, I don't know if they can go wrong. I mean, they're all going to be in the, they're all good coaches. They're not going to get a bad football coach. You don't in the SEC. You don't just get bad coaches, right? Of course. And I'm going to say this till I'm blue in the face. I don't know how else to make it more clear to anybody listening. I don't care if Nick Saban leaves Tuscaloosa and he goes and takes the job at Mississippi State. That would be big news. Okay, it, but it wouldn't matter if you don't get the NIL to support the big coach. Deal. It doesn't matter. It's it, absolutely it's, it's irrelevant. It's the part that I I keep trying to tell people as we get started on silly season with the portal and all that stuff. Look, you can reach out and contact three hundred kids, and you probably will. Yeah, and you can have your own three site. And your 24-7 site, write 100 stories about why this player would fit at school X. <laughs> if you don't have the financial wherewithal to make it happen, it's not going to happen. I could write a really compelling argument right now about why Shohei Otani fits in Pittsburgh. Well, <laughs> they play baseball, and he's really good at it. He's a fit. Think he'd make the pirate lineup better? I'm guessing he would. Uh, probably. Probably think, think Shohei bit. would start for the Pirates? There's a good chance. Solid, solid oh. opportunity. You like his chances? Hit middle of the order, probably. Probably about minus 10, 100,000. Probably hit a few into the Allegheny out there. He would hit some in the water, for sure. So I could write that story. be accurate, right? Why he fits. Could write doesn't. I mean, gosh. I mean, Who I pissed in your cornflakes over there today? Which one? Of, I, I didn't miss all this. But but let me, t- let me, let me, tell, you why, let me you? tell you why he doesn't. No, well, I get some of that. Why he doesn't. They can't pay him. 
That's why he doesn't. So, yeah, I mean, you can, you can, it's coming. So if you're state and you only have $3 million, I think is the number I heard. They were talking about $3 million for NIL money. 3.5. At a time. They're when, getting another million, so we'll call it 4.5. Okay. At a time when a group, I know for a fact, there's a group of five center that has at least one power five offer in the pre-portal, as we call it now. Mm-hmm. I love that word. We're pre-portaling. Yeah, well, tampering wasn't cool enough. It's like, it's like. <laughs> So this is kind of like pre the the, the the pre-party. Well, tampering is a negative term. Yeah, the pre-portal pre-portal sounds sophisticated. Kind of like pre-med, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> a group of five interior offensive linemen has a power five offer for $250,000 in the pre-portal. Who the hell is that? I'll tell you later. Oh. I mean, in the in the in the pre-portal. So what's it going to be when people start actually bidding? So he might yeah. get 3? Well, do be damn good. Is he good? He's a good player, yeah. but but he's an interior offensive lineman. That's what I'm saying. If right? he's not a tackle, he better be damn good. But my point is, if if that's the case, what's a tackle getting? What's a rush in getting? What's a quarter? So if you're if if you're, hey, we're going to turn this thing around tomorrow. Well, you're going to need a little more than four million dollars to do it. I'm just going to tell you that now. To your point, right? You can bring I can bring Nick Saban and Kirby Smart to a program. You could let Nick Saban be the head coach, bring Kirby Smart as your defensive coordinator. If you do not have money in NIL, doesn't it work. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And so that's the thing. And so it's it was like we talked about Arkansas earlier this week. I think give them some credit if what I've heard is true, I'll give them some credit for making kind of a uh what lo- you what you I've confirmed what you heard is true. What what I heard was it's true. Some of the funds that would have gone to pay the buyout Went into NIL. That is accurate. And if that's the case, they made a kind of a common sense decision, which is, boy, you don't see a lot of that. And and this isn't a criticism of Arkansas or anyone else. You just don't see a whole lot of that in November when people are emotional. I really hope Sam Pittman takes this money and shoves it right up everybody's ass. I want Arkansas to go undefeated next year. Well, they immediately land one of the top offensive tackles in the the entire portal. I really do. I hope Sam Pittman takes every – dollar he's getting in NIL, uses it and shoves it up everybody's ass next year. I really do. I like the guy a lot. But But you understand my point. No, hundred percent. I mean that's that's the thing. So it's it's about so when people get people get defensive when you say, well, I mean what what what's your NIL? Ultimately that's the question. It's if I'm asking that question, well then you can damn sure bet that anybody who's interviewing for that job is asking that question. Yeah. All right, Neil, you know what time it is? It's money line time. Okay. All right, Neil, I'm taking a strategy for you this this week. Okay. I need the units. Oh, you're going for a big swing. I am not. Okay. Because I'm not either. The three that I've looked at real quick are all small. Neil, I'm taking a big swing. Not really a big swing. I'm taking a swing on my money line this week. Oh, I was like, are you really going back to the Joker thing? Because I'm so confused. Hello, Neil. I am a corn-eating guy from Iowa. Hello, corn-eating guy from Iowa. This week, we travel to Nebraska to take on the corn huskers. It's the battle of whoever has the most corn in their state. Mm -hmm. The only problem is, Neil, I have a better defense than those guys that like to husk corn down in Lincoln, Nebraska. (laughs) I'm taking... I don't even know. What, what, What accent is this? I don't even know. Neil, I'm taking... The Iowa Hawkeyes on the road at plus 116. They are two-point underdogs. I've taken them to win the game outright. 
And the final score may be two to nothing. But at the end of the day, we have better corn than Nebraska. Give me the Iowa Hawkeyes on our way to the Citrus Bowl to win in Lincoln, Nebraska this weekend. That's a good pick. I like it. Neil, you have a wonderful, blessed day. Same to you. And uh, please tell the Joker he's very rude and he needs to be nicer the next time that he is on. We, we're not rude to people. I will tell him that, Mr. We let our offensive coordinator stay for 64 years as long <laughs> as they average 10 points a game. That is the coaching security that is required in the NCAA. So if you do not mind, will you please tell the Mississippi State Bulldogs what are we doing? to learn from our coaching practices at Iowa where you give coaches 84,212 games to score 10 points. Neil, thank you. You have a blessed day. Thank you. Sometimes I'm, I really question some decisions in my life, and this is one of those one of those times. Um, all right, I'm I'm down to three, down to three. I've got uh, I got the UTSA money line at Tulane. Mm. I like, mm. like that one a little bit. Mm. <laughs> uh, kind of like the North Carolina State money line at home against UNC. On the list, and I don't hate the Northwestern money line. At home against Illinois, Northwestern's playing well. Illinois, yeah, eh. they just. But I think I'm down to two, I'm down to UTSA, which is a little bigger number, but they got to go do it on the road. And NC State, which is I think 114, was my number. On oh, who? NC State. Yeah, it's at two and a half, so it's going to be close around there. Yeah, it's. A- Think I'm looking it up to make sure that I got it's uh it's plus one fourteen, plus one fourteen. The over under in that game is over fifty five. The UNC money lines minus one thirty five. So Vegas, Vegas likes the Pack's chances as well. Let me see what that UTSA money line is as of this moment. Tulane has been tempting the gods here lately. Jeez, my Christmas. UTSA has played well down the stretch as they always do. Do you know he hadn't lost a November game? Dude, he's a ball coach. Trailer, he's a ball coach. Trailer hasn't lost a November game. He is a ball coach in Nancy. You know, he, he he's... Yeah. What's the stat on that? It's like something crazy. When was the last time that a Jeff Trailer coach team lost a game in November? It's oh, like some ridiculous number. Maybe his first year. Not bowls, November. Yeah. Maybe his first year in UTSA, maybe. It's been five or six years, I think. Be a big game. Tulane will be up for it, and they're at home. They've been very good this year. They lost the one game to Ole Miss. They haven't lost since, but they have played with they have played with fire. They have not been playing well. I'm looking for that money line. I'm searching for it. What's the times they kick off on that game? Well, I don't know. I, I did I did good to get my games together today. I had two podcasts and this show. And can you find UTSA money line? So I can. Yes, I can. Give me one second. I'm searching for it. My eyes have glazed over from reading this 406 times in the last 10 seconds. You, you've, I'm kind of impressed. You're like scanning major. I can't find it right now. You just talk. Give me about 30 seconds. UTSA. Um, I'll tell you about some of the other games I thought about. I kind of like Texas minus 14 this week. UTSA is plus 155. 155. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there. I'm going to go with uh, UTSA. Fighting trailers. At Tulane to pull off the big upset. Quick U client, UTSA. UTSA plus 155. Um, I like it. 
All right, Neil, we got to jump to NFL, boss. All right. You know what you're doing NFL-wise? We're going to be jumping around, too. Uh, I'm jumping around, but I have a few. I'm, I'm, I've got a few that I've written down here. All right, you go ahead and go. All right. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, big win on uh, Monday night. Big, big emotional win. They come home. They're going to come down to earth a little bit because that's what happens in these deals after the big, the big emotional games. They get a Bills team that may have figured it out on offense by just simply firing the, the coordinator. Give me Buffalo plus three and a half at Philly. Uh, it is actually one of mine. I like it. I got a big pool, so I'm going to go opposite. <clears throat> Neil, the Pittsburgh Steelers are traveling to Cincinnati to take on our quarterbackless Bengals. Um, I feel comfortable taking this pick because A.J. is not going to start this week. Yep. Um, also, Matt Canada gets fired with the Steelers. Yeah. Give me the offensive resurgence of the Pittsburgh Steelers at the quarterbackless Bengals. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers plus one at Cincy. Okay. I don't hate that. Did you know that since the start of Thanksgiving games? Hang on, I may have messed that one up. I don't want to cheat you. Because you know, I don't I don't cheat, Neil. If what? I win, I want to win. Which one? I had the Steelers plus one. Something's telling me that's minus one. It's uh Steelers minus one and a half. One and a half? You moved on me? Yep. All right, I'll tell you, I still take Steelers minus one and a half. Okay. I knew it that didn't look right. Did you know since the start of Thanksgiving games that a home, I'm sorry, a road favorite, favored by six or more, has never not covered? Do what? Say that one more time. Since they started Thanksgiving games. Oh, Thanksgiving games. A road favorite, favored by six or more, has always covered? Don't do the one that I'm not. Why are you Give me the San Francisco 49ers minus seven and a half at Seattle Thanksgiving night. Bob, it's Satan, man. These demons, man, they're trying to get me to the haunted house. Neil is literally picking every fucking game that's on my list. I'm like, I'm glad I got a big pool. I don't know how we're doing this. Neil, you've picked two NFL games, and both of those were in my pool. And those were number three and four. All right. I'm going to try to pick some games I know you're not going to pick. All right, here we go. The uh, You're going to pick this one. The Chiefs are traveling Sunday to the Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chiefs are favored, I think, by like seven and a half, eight points, something like that. I'll tell you, the Chiefs are favored by eight and a half. Eight and a half points. Yep. But, Neil, guess what? That's not where I'm going. Okay. The Kansas City Chiefs have not scored a second half point in the last four games. Oh, you're going under 42? I'm going under 42 and a half. I've already bet it. Under 42 and a half. Give me the half point. Okay. Chiefs Raiders under 42 and a half. Uh, defense is playing good. They're going to shut down Devontae Adams. There, he's what you got to shut down. You shut down Devontae Adams. You shut down the the Raiders. The Chiefs have not scored a second. The Chiefs, the guy like Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback, and Travis Kelsey, Travis Swift playing tight end, they have not scored a second half point in four games. Think about that. That's nuts, isn't it? It is. All right, that's my second pick. All right, my third pick. Uh, doing my West Coast thing that I like. I like to do. Chargers are at home, which means that they're not really at home. Uh, Ravens coming off a, uh, a a disappointing loss. I mean, a big win over after a disappointing loss. Didn't play particularly well against against Cincinnati, but benefited from the Burrow thing. Now they Kansas City loses. They have a chance to stranglehold the AFC. They're going to get it done in char, uh, in in Charger Land. Ravens minus three and a half at the neutral site of SoFi. Yeah, um, I got to figure out what I'm going to do with my Mark Andrews man out. That's my fantasy league tight end. All right, Neil, I know another game you're not going to pick. All right. 
the New York, New York Giants. There are two, probably two of the worst two football games. Actually, I do have this game as a possibility, but go ahead. Uh, screw it. The New England Patriots are on the road at um, the Giants. Giants. They're three-point uh, favorites. And, Neil, that is too much. Oh. Give me the New York Giants plus three at home against the Patriots. Interesting. You were going to pick the other side? I was thinking about Do it. Do it. I'm Do not, it. not doing it now. Why? No, I'll stay away. Do it. Um, I will go. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to. I'm gonna, ooh. I don't like that one. I'm mean, gonna I, I go back to that one. <laughs> I'm looking. I love this last second, Neil. It gives me hope. It gives me hope. I'll hope is all I need. Where is this pick number four for me? Yeah, I've done Bills, Niners, Ravens. Okay. Yeah. Um, ooh. I don't hate the Raiders plus all those points. That's a lot of points. Eight and a half's a lot of points for that. The way Kansas City's played, they look a little weird. But the Ra- the Raiders are bad on offense. Bad, 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 bad. Uh, I'm just talking out loud. I like I like your thought. I'm, I like your I like what's going through Scoop's head right now. Saints at Falcons rivalry games in Atlanta. Falcons have been a little better since they made the quarterback switch. Saints are pretty good on defense. Just a point. Just thought. Am I nuts to kind of like the Texans to bounce back here a little bit? To play better? They're at home against the Jags. One and a half, they get getting a point and a half. I don't hate home do, home dogs. And then the, oh, I know. I know where I'm going. Next. I know okay. I, I know where I'm going next. All right, let's go. We got an Amazon game on Friday. The Dolphins at the Jets. The Jets are actually going to miss Zach Wilson at quarterback. Which tells you everything. <laughs> I, 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 I did double digits with the Dolphins last week and it didn't work out. I'm going to gamble that it does this time. Dolphins minus 10 at the Jets. Jeez. <sighs> All right, Neil. My fourth pick. The New Orleans Saints are traveling to Atlanta. They're underdogs by one point. Give me the New Orleans Saints against the Falcons, against the Dirty Birds. Give me the Saints, the Aints, plus one on the road against the Falcons. Okay. Grind's like, talk it through, talk it through. Um, (laughs) Here we go. Talk it through, Scoops. That's it. Be the ball. Be the ball. Ooh, it's too late now to go back, but I'm, I'm not going back. I'm just pointing out. Grind likes the Baylor money line at home against West Virginia this week, plus two seventy five. No I don't chance. think so. I love you, Grind. I don't think I'm so. I'm not touching that. Baylor stinks. Baylor's bad, and West Virginia's been okay, and he's trying to hang on. Yeah, he's got to win the game. He ain't he ain't looking over this one. He get eight wins. You know, there's there's some people in that neck of the woods that. Want to make a uh, what would be a high-profile, cheap hire because he's already making a ton of money. They want to bring Jimbo back. Yeah, but, dude, he's already won eight games. You can't yeah, go and like, you can't not, like and the game. No, if he and wins if eight. And if you're Jimbo, game. you don't work next year. Dude, if I'm Jimbo, I'm not working. I'm, I'm doing TV again. or whatever. Yeah, I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm not for coaching. sure. Uh, all right. Um, <clears throat> ooh. I'm just talking through this my last little minute here. Detroit. Minus seven and a half is it? 
Packers lost their running back, right? He got hurt. Yeah, I don't know if he's out. How long he's out? But he's out. That's why I like Seattle. Seattle's could probably Geno Smith and Kenneth Walker. Detroit was fortunate to come back and beat Chicago the other day. That was that was that was fortunate. They 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 did not play particularly well. Uh, speaking of Chicago, I don't hate the Bears on the on the road getting three and a half at Minnesota, but that's a Monday night game. Can you still pick it? Yeah, I don't want to do that. So my pool. Um, it's questionable. Who is? Well, he's not the starter. He's talking about Aaron Jones. Yeah. He's oh. out. Out. Oh. No. Oh. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to pro- trust my little process here. I'll just I'll just load up on Thanksgiving games. Give me Detroit minus seven and a half at home Thanksgiving morning against the Packers. Okay. All right, Neil. My last pick. That was your last pick? Yep. My last pick. I got three here. Okay. You only picked two in my pool. So, or you got I like the Jags minus two at Houston. You like Houston, I know, but <coughs> you're a CJ Stroud fan. Like, yeah, it might be my kind of my little fandom kicking in a little bit right there, so I avoided it. I like the Jags there in divisional game. In the worst football game ever, maybe in the history of mankind, the, the Carolina Panthers are going to Tennessee. Ooh, don't and hate the Titans there. Titans minus three and a half at home. They haven't been home in three weeks. I like it there. Holiday being home, like that. And then the Bears, I like the Bears plus three and a half. Um, at the Vikings on Monday night. Wouldn't be surprised if the Bears won that one outright. Bears playing played pretty good though. I'd be interested to see if no, they, they did. The if Bears they can back it up. The Bears played well. Yeah, everybody was kind of focused on the result, which is understandable. But but for about fifty seven minutes, they played a really good yeah. game. But here's where I'm going, Neil. And you know what? And Fields looked good. He did. He that did. was his best game in a in an NFL uniform. Bob is fired up. Bob is ready. Bob is ready for the last well, half of the season. So it's got it's got the Bears in a in a in a in an interesting spot because they they've got some picks to use. You know they they still got Carolina's picks, so they're looking pretty good for they Warren. could. And there's some talk that hey they could they could make the big package trade get get some stuff because you know teams are going to want to move up to one to get the quarterback. All right, let's go here. Um, can't believe I'm doing this, but I think the other team sucks this bad. Give me the Tennessee Titans at home minus three and a half. Against the Panthers, yeah, it's a good pick. Um, they've been on the road three straight weeks. Holiday get get back home for for uh, a home game yeah. after holidays. Yeah, but I do like the other two on that. But, Speaking of holidays, hope everybody has a uh, a wonderful um, a wonderful uh, Thanksgiving. We don't have any life advice questions this week, guys. Send those. Yeah, make sure you send those in. Life advice, by the way, brought to you when we have it. Brought to you by our uh, friend Cole Walters. At uh, State Farm. He is in, um, I'm looking, I've got so many ads on this thing right here. He's licensed in auto, home, life, health, business, and pet insurance for the whole state of Georgia. Contact Cole at 706-525-7850. You can also find him at ColeWaltersInsurance.com. I want to thank everybody in the Cooper Chevrolet chat. You guys have been great today. Um, it was good to have Bo in. And just remind every everybody that at Cooper Chevrolet, it's Black Friday every day in November at Cooper Chevrolet in Anniston. Cooper's just received a huge new truckload of brand new Chevy Tahoes and Silverado pickups in every trim with over 200 new Chevys, Buicks, and quality pre-owned, many with an extended warranty backed by Car Bravo. Cooper is sure to have the right vehicle at the right price. Check out East Alabama's best selection today at cooperchevrolet.com. And then make sure that you're cranking on the rain, Neil, yes, when sir. you're – when you're 
you're needing a little, little, I guess morning, let's, let's put it like this. Let's say it's pre-lunch. The family's getting on your nerves. Mm-hmm. Drop a little something, something to the old rain and get your day going. Oh, yeah. Going right. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. I did the uh, freezer old fashions. Oh. Did that yesterday. Made my own syrup. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Used, uh, let's see. I'll tell you what was in it, if I can recall. What was in it? It was, uh, hold on. <laughs> it was orange, orange zest. Okay. Honey. Okay. Uh, some water, obviously. Okay. Obviously water. It helps. Water, honey, orange zest, cinnamon sticks, rosemary. Look at you. Brought it to a, brought it to a simple, heated it up till the honey dissolved, simmered for eight minutes, drained, let it cool. That, some uh, Angostura bitters, some orange bitters, added some water for dilution because you don't have the ice. Go ahead. And, uh, and then... Bourbon. Somebody said they submitted a life advice on Instagram. Oh, okay. I didn't get that. We'll get it Monday, though, because we're going to run out of time unless you've got Okay. Oh, okay. okay. I'll, probably, I'll probably have right. some. Glenn, we'll get to those we'll on get, uh, We'll get to those on Monday. We'll get to uh, – we'll, we'll be back with you on Monday. We're doing three next week or two? Three next week. Okay, okay. We're back, right? Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll, <clears throat> we'll, uh, we'll get those to you. Uh, we'll get to life advice next week. Um, Thanks to everybody for being with us in the stream. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. Just remind everybody, uh, as you're gambling this weekend, make sure you hit that betonline.ag link that's in the chat. And if you're not, if you're listening on a podcast, if you'll just pull us up on YouTube. All right, real quick. Hold on. Glenn says it's Iron Bowl related. He might need some help. Can you find Glenn's real quick? Uh Uh-oh. He needs help if it's Iron Bowl related. Iron Bowl's this Saturday, so we'll go quick. I want to be helpful to people. Want to be want to be a good friend. Text it to Neil, so he can read it with his eyes. <laughs> hey, what I was doing while we're waiting on that, I was doing the uh, podcast with Chase today, and I said, "Is this on video or audio?" Because we were on Zoom. Mm-hmm. He said, "I oh, will just do audio." I said, "Good," so I can use my eyes, <laughs> so I can see. I had notes written down. I couldn't see. Just, yeah, just text it to me, or just hand him the phone, or hand me the phone, and I'll read He'll it. Read it. Okay. It's brought to you by our right. friend Cole. Uh, okay, I do remember this one. Um, gentlemen, I come to you with some life advice. Um, I'm, I'm going to summarize this a little bit. I'm currently dating a girl for about nine months now. We're coming up on our biggest test to date. The Iron Bowl, he, he grew up in a split household. His dad and his family were Alabama. Mom and her family were Auburn. He's an Alabama fan. His girlfriend is an Auburn fan. However, uh, they're not casuals. He says, I've been going to Alabama games since uh, 1999. He was born in 1996, so since he was a little kid. Her father's a booster at Auburn. Not Jimmy Rain level, he says, but Bruce Pearl comes to his dove hunts at his land every year. I think I know who he is. Sits behind the bench at away basketball games. Has hosted recruiting events for Tuberville and a campaign event when he was running for senator, among other things. I think I've been there. Um uh, <laughs> We have decided this year, and potentially all Iron Bowls, we will simply not see each other on game day, just as my father and mother did the first Iron Bowl after they were married, sat in the same section on top of that. You people love football more than I do. i I, I got to be real with you. Um, I'm wondering how to handle the father situation. As he told her, there were two types of guys he didn't want her to date. One, being an Alabama grad and fan, 
one being an Alabama grand and fan. I don't want to kiss his ass and lie about my hatred towards Auburn, but I also don't want to be obnoxiously hateful like I usually am about that. Also, he owns dozens of tickets to Auburn football games, and she's already told me he'll never let me sit in those tickets, which is understandable. I've included pics as I feel these are always needed. You've seen the photo before. You and I have been through this. I mean, I'm going to turn this to you because I'm going to be I'm going to be honest. Your, your mom sent you a text, by the way. I, I'm going to be. Uh, you're good. I, I'm going to be honest here. I I I I don't know. You think it's a little too? I don't know. Extra. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Y- y'all, it just shouldn't mean this much. It it just it no it it just shouldn't mean this much. If I'm I'm, I'm being real for a minute. If the Iron Bowl means so much to you that on the day that they play, you just can't see each other, it means too much. It means too much. You 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 got to dial this thing back. It it, it shouldn't just mean this more. <laughs> it it sh- yeah. SEC goes. It it just means more. Well, it shouldn't mean that much more. Yeah, right. That's too much. That's 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 too much. That's you need. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Look at the end of the day. It's truth. It's truth. It just doesn't matter. Like, I remember when we were living in Spanish Fort, and they had Alabama Auburn Day, and I was, a, I know, I, I was a columnist, okay. <laughs> and story. Auburn had won like six in a row. Yeah, fear the thumb. And it was Campbell was in kindergarten. Or first grade, I think kindergarten, it's right near the end. A lot of things happened at the end and just kind of steered us out. <laughs> I want to say this, she was kindergarten. She's kindergarten. Because it was bath time. Bath. And she was all upset. And so we were like, well, what's wrong? And I can't remember the teacher's name. But she said, the teacher said that we could either wear Alabama, Auburn, or nothing. And I don't want to go to school naked. And we were like, whoa, whoa, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. And I was like, you probably misunderstood what she said. And so our neighbor in Spanish Fort was a big Florida Gator fan. I mean, obnoxious. Loved the Gators. Everything was Gators. Gators, Gators, Gators. So I called over there and I'm like, hey, ask. I can't remember his little girl's name. She was in Campbell's class. Ask what they said about what they're supposed to wear. Alabama, Auburn, or nothing. Now, this was a school that had uniforms. Okay? So me thinking, no, 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 we're not doing this. Number one, I don't want to go spend 20-something dollars on a T-shirt. Number two, if I send my kid to school in an Alabama shirt, they're going to say, oh, he's an Alabama fan. If I send her in an Auburn shirt, oh, he's an Auburn fan. And I didn't need that at the time. How you think I feel every day? I understand. <laughs> so I call... I call and I ask. Get all. I'm like, why, 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 why are y'all doing this? Not everybody. Well, you need to pick a side. I don't want to pick a side. I don't have a side. It's we, not that we, bad. we don't have a side. I sent her to school in a um, Alfonso Soriano uh, jersey. It was fine. She survived. But the point is, is it shouldn't mean this much. Just, just say, hey, babe, it's all. We're not playing. Yeah. I, I have a feeling you're going to disagree, so go ahead. No, I, I don't. All kidding aside, if 
if a football rivalry, I grew up in a split household as well. Oh, Grodd has an interesting point. Go ahead. I can't read, so you're going to read it for me. Grodd says if you're past a seven on the fan scale, okay, you have to date someone who likes your team or has a very low fan scale for their team or just isn't a fan. Yeah. It's not bad advice. No, it's not bad advice. But here, here's the thing is like reading or hearing the the message, I think we're past the stage of dating somebody. I mean, they've made a decision that they're going to be together. Okay. Um, there's no – and my, my advice would be just to grin and bear it a little bit. Just keep the peace because you're not changing. Somebody that's been – that's that passionate – that refuse that, that first of all doesn't want their daughter dating you and they're just not gonna give you your tickets. You're not changing their mind. It's kind of like teaching old dog new tricks. You're not gonna change your mind. So yeah, if it means that much to you, if it pisses you off that much, you gotta get out. But you should never, ever, ever, ever. This is stupid. Mm-hmm. You know my advice? Stupid. You should if I think it's comical to have relationships affected by a freaking football game yes okay 100 percent. because it's it's one day one day yeah one day at a 365 and if you lose if your side lose so if auburn beats alabama you just can go, you can go back to work on monday you got everything's, everything's gonna, gonna move on i think it's it's childish a little bit on the father's part the whoever had the tickets he's acting childish yes so my response what i would do is i would walk in and act like the bigger man Take the high road. Take the high what road. What would the high road be? Just, just be like, cool. hey, I just act like it doesn't even bother me. And then be like, appreciate, you know, I'm, I'm good. But I wouldn't like separate and do all this. I grew up in a split household. I think it's silly. I've had, I have somebody very close to me that has not talked to me. I'm being serious when I say this. Has not had a conversation with me. Very close. As close as you can get. Okay. As close as you can get, has not had a conversation, not a conversation, returned a text or nothing since the day he's an Auburn fan. I was about to say, if you're talking about Aaron, since man, I'm the, starting to get concerned. Since the day I took the Alabama job. Because oh, I know I, who you're talking about. Because I went to Alabama. Now, I want you to think how childish that is. So I, 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 I understand. So for me, I'm like, look, just be yourself. If, so this person was so upset with you for going to work for Nick Saban in the coach Alabama. in the coaching business. I have not had a conversation, text message, conversation, or anything since. You went to work for Nick ten years Saban ago. ten years ago, like almost ten years ago. That's like a prized line on the resume. Yeah, ten years ago. So That's here's my deal: unbelievable. If if you if somebody's that childish for me, I'm just I don't I'm not going to be a part of it. That's immature. She says she doesn't care as much, and we don't really talk about Alabama or Auburn, but it's more her father that cares. Yeah, just, so much. just, just, act, just. Yeah, if you just got to deal with him, just, just, just take the high road. Just take the high him. road and let him be the one that's immature about it, and just move on about your day. Because I can go ahead and tell you, this Saturday, I wouldn't say anything because I think Alabama's going to embarrass them because Alabama has to win, and the committee they're trying to jump on all that stuff. They see New Mexico State just beat Auburn by twenty-one. They're going. Nick's going to try to score seventy-five points Saturday. If yeah, he can. yeah. Don't 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 say any. I wouldn't say anything. Don't say anything. Here, here's your line. Go. You know what? Right now, I'm just kind of, just kind of thinking about Georgia. Yeah. Trying to think if there's a way that we can somehow beat Georgia. No, I'd just say, 
I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't even address the conversation. Oh, just go, yeah, it was a good game. Yeah, good game. Glad nobody got hurt. Yeah. Hope everybody got home safely. Exactly. Yeah, hope, I would just... Hope no dogs were hurt. <laughs> Speaking of, we got to get you out of here because you got to go to the vet, right? Yeah. All right, that does it for... Uh, my man Rizzo. How yeah. is he, by the way? All right. He's all right. How's my toe? If you just leave his paw alone, he's okay. Okay. And they're having... They, they had us put this thing, but you can't, it won't fit on. You're frustrated. I am frustrated. Because I could tell you were a little, you were a little short today. I figured the only thing, I figured if you got time today, we, if we had time, we could go over COVID. We could go over a group of five into the playoff. We could do all kinds of fun stuff just to get you ragey today, but we didn't need it. You want me to tell you what I think about the group <laughs> of five in the playoff? I mean, it is so stupid. It's so stupid. No, don't. And someone goes, don't do it. Someone goes, it's about lawsuits. I'm like, okay, oh, well, whatever. You shouldn't. No. It's so stupid. I got my opinion. It's a little opposite of yours, but we got, but I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel like arguing about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that important to me. Hey, it's kind of like, hey, and it, and it's kind of like this situation. Yeah. Hey, it's just, it's hey, not that big of a this deal. Is, this is how you do it. Neil, I respect, I respect the way you feel. I just, I really don't have the energy to, or really, you know, I want Rizzo to get to the vet. Well, that's kind of how me and Chase are about the whole Missouri, Ole Miss, Penn State thing. It's like, you know, if this were next year and we were doing this, I might have a little more opinion on it, but I'm like, eh, whatever. <laughs> We still got time. Like, yeah, it's probably going to work out. And if it doesn't, and the worst thing that happens to you is you go 10 and 2 and you go to the Citrus Bowl, you're all right. It's going to yeah. be okay. I've covered the Citrus Bowl. It's fine. Other than the stadium sort of sucks. All right. Bowl's before fine. we have this conversation, because I know it's going to come up in the next week or so with this group of five thing, I just want you to think about this the next time you go on the, on the tirade about the group of five thing. Okay. That's part of the reason my suggestion was going to 16 teams. Oh, I'm, I'm with you. Right. Hang on. I'm totally because with you, you on don't 16. take that spot from a power five team with you, you with, me? with you completely. So now no, you get 12 kum, power five. Teams. Kumbaya. Yeah. Absolutely. Are you, I'm, I'm four 16. If you go to, that's go to, when you allow the group of five. In. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And well, in, in 16, the group of five would probably make it organically. Eh. They'd come close. My, I, I, I listen, I would have no problem with that because here's the truth. Look at this year as an example. If you were to expand this thing out to 16. Okay. And you gave one group of five automatic. So now you're talking about 15. The teams at 15, 16, 17, most of them have three losses. Arizona. Lost three games. You'd be like, hey, you shouldn't have lost that game in Starkville. And they'd be like, you know what? You're yeah, once right. you get to three losses, you have no excuse. Right. Well, that's why I that's one of the reasons why I have a hard time. It makes me bad at podcasting and talk radio in March when we do the thing about the last four out. All of those teams are remarkably flawed, like 14 losses. Or they play in like the – You had your chance. You they, feel like you had your chance. They play in the East Coast Midwestern Athletic Association of California, and they lost in the conference tournament, knowing all year that the only thing that matters is the conference tournament. I'm like, I'm like I hate that you lost, but you sort of knew that was the deal. Yeah. When you play in the SEC and you go 8-10 and 10, – or nine and nine, and then you don't get in, and everybody's like, "We're one okay." But you know, if you'd won three of the games you lost, you'd be all right. You know what they should do for fun, for shits and giggles? They should have no, no. Uh, you get you get a group of five in, okay. Hear me out. You get a group of five in, and if you go undefeated, any team in FBS that goes undefeated gets in, automatic bids. you'd be shocked because that would make everybody play or whatever. But 
you also how many group how many group of five schools were going completely undefeated? I mean, not many, but because I'd be like, I'd be concerned about the year that you had four of them go undefeated. It's never happened. That's true. Ever. I mean, you know how many years a group of five team has been undefeated? It's very yeah, not few. Not many. That's true. And if they are, it's like Cincinnati, right? Yeah. Well, hell, they were one of the four. Well, like last week, James Madison lost. I mean, it's just it's, it's very, hard. very hard at that level to accumulate the talent to dominate your schedule. All right, we'll stop there. Thanks, everybody, <laughs> for being with us. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks, everybody. Rain. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy th- uh, happy enjoy your day. Thanksgiving, and we'll be back with you on Monday with another edition of McCready and Siski. Until then, take care.